Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. So we've successfully middle Sundayed. We're now at the end of Manic Monday, and we've rather carelessly lost the world number one. Ash Barty's gone out, uh, so Matt Roberts, Catherine Whitaker, and myself are crowded around a picnic table overlooking Court 18 with Jamie Murray still in doubles action. All of the Manic Monday singles matches have come and gone. Uh, I am being one wine law today, and uh, and I'm quite enjoying it. I've never met one wine law before. This is an experiment. No telling what might happen. Have you uh, hit record, then? I, I have hit record, yeah. We're on 57 seconds, so give me 28 minutes from now. And, uh, Things and could get fun. I might be saying other things that I don't, normally don't. Uh, we might, we might, no promises here, folks, we might get joined by Simon Briggs soon. We've asked him, and uh, but he's trying to write articles for, for, for the newspaper. He's playing hard to get. Yeah, he is. Uh, we've been trying to get him all week long, uh, and now he's finally said he might. <laughs> so that sounds promising. Ash Barty, then, out. Uh, what happened? She got beat fair and square. Yeah. She played really well. It was a great, great match. Who was she being by? And Alison Risk oh, yeah. was just a fraction better. Yeah. This match started with four aces from the racket of uh, Ash Barty in the first game. I mean, literally four in a row. And at that point, it was comedy stuff, Matt, really. Because I think you tw- you the one who alerted me to the fact that this had happened. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, yes, I was joking the other day about how she could beat doubles teams on her own. And, and it suddenly started to look like she might. But it all turned around. She, she did win the first set, though. Yeah, she did win the first set. And, they were, and she was playing really well in the first set. And we were... That game of aces was sort of backing up what we've been saying all year about how she's such a maximizer of her serve. I mean, I do wonder whether anyone who's five foot five has ever served a whole game of aces before. That could be a first. Um, you don't know. No, I don't. <laughs> this is the man who knows uh, what is the matchup with the most K's in a Matt name. Peaked today, uh, to, folks. To be he fair, peaked. I don't know that that was the answer. I just no. knew that it was yes. more Somebody than me. Somebody tweeted Matt, and said, I mean, it was a great tweet for. I, it, I applaud the the bloke. I think it was a bloke that sent the tweet saying, "I'm watching Kukushkin against Nishikori. Is this? I'm sat here wondering if this is the most K's that's ever featured <laughs> uh, in a matchup before." And uh, Matt just casually, flippantly replied. Not sure, but I know that Kukushkin has played Kokonakis before at Davis Cup. <laughs> which, uh, which was 7Ks. Uh, so, but you don't know about, uh, about Ash Barty and 5 foot 5 inch 4-ray servers. But I'm willing to say that it's the first time yeah. until someone comes up with evidence to the contrary. So basically, Alison Risk has won all of her matches, all four of them, in three sets this, uh, this fortnight. And she started off by beating Donna Vekic. Um, Under the court one roof. Yeah, um, and then I, th- I can't remember she who played she played. Jorovic in round two. Jorovic, that was about nine seven in the third. Mm-hmm. But who was the one she beat in round three? Belinda Bengic. Oh, crikey! I mean, what a run this is. Mm. Yeah, heck of a run. All, all players with a lot of variety. Mm. I, I, I have to say, I don't know a whole lot about Jorovic. Maybe not Vekic. Okay, maybe I'm just saying Bencic and Barty both have a lot of variety. Um, but it was interesting. I thought she might not match up that well against those sorts of players because. If the similarity, I thought she, it might be a sort of Ferrer Nadal type situation where she would just come up that little bit short. But 
I couldn't believe what she did today. She is mentally almost perfect. Mm. She's so level-headed. She doesn't miss on grass, does she? No, she doesn't. Pat Cash was telling me this. He said, you know, he's been around her a fair bit before, I guess, with Coco Vanderway, you know, when he was coaching her. And he said, on the surface, she just does not miss. And these sort of low balls, she just handles them so easily. I, I don't know about you, but I was surprised at how much power she had I didn't think I mean look she's not a she's not a bludgeoner of a tennis ball but I didn't know she had power like she produced today she jumped all over Barty's second serve whose whose percentage is John McEnroe taps David on the shoulder it's more of a whack actually ow <laughs> I mean He's, not a he's joke. walking to the uh, today at Wimbledon studio unaccompanied by security tonight. I mean, he could have come on the show well, rather than assaulting he's, me. He's in disguise. He's got a baseball hat on. It's not a disguise, that's, that's man. A disguise. That's, that's he just, sleeps in that. That's just standard. I think he wardrobe. sleeps in Converse yeah. and Yankees cap. Let's <laughs> get him and on the show. Uh, where were we before that rude interruption? Yeah. Well, she uh, risk just. Every, every weapon of Barty it's just risk seemed to be able to deal with. She dealt with her serves, she dealt with her low slices, and as Catherine said, so level-headed. And the word that came to me was relentless. Like, every point she plays with the same focus, the same intensity, she just brings it every point. There was absolutely no let-up for Ash Barty. Um, so she's now won 14 matches on grass this season, Alison Risk. She's in such good form. Where else has she been winning these matches? She won Surbiton, she won Hatogenbosch, and then she, she she lost in the first round in Mallorca, but you know she got all those wins beforehand, so she went into Mallorca a bit fatigued, and now she comes to Wimbledon, and she's just carried it on. Is um, she in the mix? I mean, yeah. I'm asking that think, seriously now. I think she has to she's be, She's in yeah. the quarterfinals. Does I that do you think m- she's in the mix. Yeah, agreed. She, she's playing Serena Williams. She has got Serena. But, Serena's I mean, I, I, not really been tested I'm yet. I'm not saying that with any sort of smirk <laughs> on my face because the way the woman is playing, you feel this could be on. Well, you, well, ha- well, you, you have need to pick it to be on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks for outing that on Twitter. <laughs> uh, the gist of it was I said uh, a couple of days ago, didn't I, that uh, Ash Barty will win the title or whoever beats her will. Is that right? Well, that's, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I kind of expected that if anybody was going to beat her, it would be Serena Williams <laughs> yeah. in the quarterfinals. So I thought I was on fairly safe ground. But I might still be. And then I might look even more of a genius. It's funny that before the tournament, everybody, us included, were talking about the section of death and what Barty, no matter how good she's playing, would have to come through to reach the final, semi-finals, whatever. Um, and it, and I, I maybe Risk got a, an honourable mention, but the quarter of death candidates for beating Barty none of them were Alison Risk no but uh, that is what I love about the sport I mean it it infuriates me as well especially when I have to put up my neck on the line and look stupid but as a as a competitive sport you do get upsets here and we've had a couple today haven't we and and this I mean this is the biggest one of the lot what happened to Barty though do we think that she had any sort of letdown today maybe because of the French Open maybe because of anything else or is it just Alison Risk I thought she played really well. I mean, it it didn't look quite as superlative as other performances, but that's down to the opposition, isn't it? I think, I really think she played well and was beaten today, and and that can that can happen to anyone. I really think it was about tennis today. And I don't want to discredit any of what Barty has done in the last month. It's been extraordinary, but she hasn't perhaps had the toughest opposition all along the way if you look at the sort of rankings of the people she's beaten they've not been really high consistently and risk okay her ranking is not that high but as grass court ranking she's right up there with her form um but i thought barty was i thought she had a really good perspective on it in her press conference she was to compare her press conference to the ones we saw earlier in the tournament with zverev and sitsapas and osaka when they're all so depressed about losing barty really just said you know these things happen I've had a good run I came up against a better player and she and she's she's been quoting Disney films in her press conferences throughout and she she, she thought she was getting away with it but I mean it she was, was anybody Little Mermaid literate knew exactly what was going on and anybody who's interviewed her and got a very different response when <laughs> yeah. she's not doing Disney lines well today it was a it was a it was an Annie quote that she came up with which oh, was it what which was, it? was uh, the sun will come up tomorrow oh, wow. after a loss and she said it with a you know, beaming most, smile that's the most obvious line that's the most memorable line from the film if she's yeah. trying to 
sneak sneak mentions in. I think it's a worthy effort. Good on you, Ash Barty. More Uh, more of that. And so Risk, who now plays Serena, and Serena and Risk have played doubles together a few times, apparently. So so they kind of know each other. And Serena had some nice words about Risk, saying she doesn't let anything limit her, which I think goes with what we were saying about that intensity and that sort of level-headedness that she brings. She doesn't get overawed by occasions. Serena was more like herself today, wasn't she? As a, an out-of-breath, Simon Briggs takes his seat on the picnic table. We'll just give him a second or two to gather himself. Uh, as, uh, as Matt tells me who Serena Williams beat today, because I can't remember. Carlos Suarez Navarro. Thank you. And that Dare record you forget Carlos Suarez between Navarro. the two. He's I, on the boat, by the way. Carlos Suarez Navarro's on yeah. the boat. All right. Well, on what grounds? She's great, isn't she? In what regard? There's no grounds, David. It's just a <laughs> well, feel. You're either in or you're out. This is your dad's verdict, yeah. is it? Right. Okay. When did he come to this? Today. Watching it today. After a wine or, bef- or before? Pre-wine. They were on first. Pre-wine, I right, think. Okay. Well, she's cast iron certainty. She's on the on the boat. She wouldn't let you down, would she? But she's on the boat. She might if Wimbledon. Serena was on the she's boat with her. But and she's, <laughs> she's looking for a boat. She has never extended Serena Williams past six four, past six three, and six. fourteen sets. Oh dear. Let's say hello to Simon Briggs. Hello, Simon Briggs. I'm loving the snacks up here. Have, you, have we talked about those? <laughs> yes. They're looking pretty healthy. Yeah. Red currants. There's only one of chocolate us who's got, got a glass of wine, and that's me. I can't tell if that is chocolate or is that um, built. Built on, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. That looks disgusting. No, it's not. It's it's I'm divine. Going I'm not going anywhere near that. That doesn't really go with podcast recording, though, right. Simon. Okay. I don't think the sound effect on that is going to really be that. <laughs> oh, he's doing it anyway. Let's talk amongst ourselves. We can always fade that particular microphone out for the next two minutes. Um, <laughs> Simon Briggs is here not just to discuss snacks and eat them. Uh, Max Valander says that's the best built tongue he's ever tasted. Is just it by really? the by? And how do you see? He's know married about to a South this? African man, right? And has he been here? Yeah, snacking? no, I've I've brought him this very biltong before. Oh, it's all happening it's here what, on the tennis it's, podcast. It's what I not the one Simon just put in his mouth. No, <laughs> different one. Simon, how's your Wimbledon been? First time we've had the pleasure of your company. Yeah, well, it was a good first week. I mean, there were three stories that broke out of the tennis bubble and went mainstream. Um, they were what, from a Telegraph tennis correspondent perspective? Uh, Nick Kyrgios and Rafa, uh, Serena and Andy and uh, Corey Gauff. Yeah. Well, let's um, go on to her, shall we? Because uh, she obviously came through the qualifying, beats Venus Williams, won her next two matches, the incredible come-from-behind win against Palena Herzog, who, um, yes, didn't have her finest hour when she was trying to s- close it out. But then today... I, I don't know, was that more or less what you expected? Today? Oh, yeah, I totally Simone thought, Hallett beating totally her. thought Hallett would beat her. Mm. Uh, it would have been a, by far the biggest of the, of the shocks yet if she'd come through that, particularly with all the cumulative exhaustion um, that must have been building up mentally and physically, having come through qualifying. I mean, I thought Hallett would have probably had to blow up or, or sort of blow a gasket or, or just choke or something for her to come through, and Hallett was pretty solid despite some, some tough early games. Uh, I mean, I was unable to watch the second set. I think, did it coincide with Conta? I was on Conta duty. Mm. Yeah. Um, I did a bit, yeah. So, um, there goes the Biltong. <laughs> um, uh, so, I think uh, it looked like a decent performance, a bit I saw, but I always thought Hallett would probably have too much experience for her. What I was surprised about, I, I got sent out at the start of our coverage on Five Live to the practice courts for the first time, actually, this, this tournament, and, and to, to see... Coco Goff and Joe Conta and Simona Halep and Novak Djokovic just doing their practice sessions. And when I arrived there, Goff was there going through her her workout and, and hitting slices and drop shots and all the rest of it with, there were about five people in attendance. And then the other three arrived about 20 minutes later and they all left before she did. They, they must have done maybe 20 minutes practicing as a sort of warm-up. She was there for over an hour. And I was really surprised to see her really getting a sweat on and going through this in really hard training block it felt I think like she overdid it. i mean it's it sort of I, I look at it now and i mean at the time i thought why is she out there for this long i I'm, i don't quite get it and then 
she looked really underpowered and not very well when she was on the court. I mean, maybe it was a fitness test or something like that to see if she well, was fit enough to she play. She did say she wasn't feeling 100% today. She yeah. said that in the press conference she was a bit ill today. So then but why you, practice you, for you've got to lessen your time yeah. on the practice court, surely, to conserve. Oh, there's booze <laughs> around because court 18, I think, has just been suspended due to bad light and everybody's walking around us and they're all disgruntled and they're all going getting angry and we might get a riot on our hands here around it's the picnic like, table um, that live. scene in the lion king when mufasa dies yeah oh dear <laughs> everybody's murmuring oh dear couldn't they have played in this anyway um yeah so, the other, go on simon well yeah i was just gonna say i got heaps on social media and not in a good way on uh, uh saturday night when i was called when is it ever in a good way <laughs> yeah you don't get heaps of praise do you you can write. You can write what you think the best story of your career is, and it sort of floats into nothingness. And then, and then, and then you kind of uh, you put out something that's a bit vulnerable to attack. And if, bang! if you happen to if you happen to know off the top of your head the match featuring the most K's in a name in two names of all time, then then you get praise on social media. Okay. Well, I, I was counting the K's. There, there's 43 K's in the men's and women's draws. This is, um, this is K stats I didn't yeah, have. Did Charlie mention the K stats? We have a sort of running uh, debate about K stats. I mean, folks, <laughs> just so you know, we haven't planned this. He's just coming out with no, this no, stuff. No, Ma- Charlie and I have been talking about Ks for a couple of years, so you're a bit late to the party. Oh, well, Matt um, got quizzed on Twitter today by somebody who was on court two watching Kukushkin Nishikori and who was yeah. pondering whether that was the most Ks ever seen. Well, yeah, but that's and Matt really a K match as well. casually tossed out that he knew that Kukushkin had played Kokonakis at Davis Cup. <laughs> I mean, Don't you remember it? It's 45 S's. But, I mean, as, as Charlie said, you know, K's punching above its weight, isn't it? Because S, you know S is going to be a heavyweight if you're talking about surnames in the, in the men's and women's singles draw. But K, at 43, second place, that is second place performing of high, all... highly above its expected Hang on, expected we're ranking. talking consonants only here, right? We're not talking we're surnames. Not inclu- but we're not including vowels. Yeah, or no, do you mean yeah. first letter, initial first letter, letter, initial letter? Yeah. Got it. Okay. Players beginning with K. <laughs> we may struggle to get back onto important <laughs> issues now. I'm, I'm, I don't quite know what to do this, with this information. One uh, of them's Kuzmova. Highbrow chat here on the tennis Talk podcast. Talk about punching above your weight. <laughs> uh, where was I? So I was talking about how I was getting heaps on social media. <laughs> yes. Um, no, because no I, I was called into action. I wasn't doing the Gauss match. But I guess it looked like she was going to lose. Uh, and then it got quite exciting and it got 5.2 million on BBC. We didn't know that viewing figure at the time, but we could tell it was big. So I, I got to ask the right comment piece in, in half an hour and I kind of went fairly hypey. <laughs> Not denying that. Did you get carried away? Did you get carried bit, away? I, mean, I think it's tricky because like the tennis bubble will know that, you know, I was probably going a bit strong, but. I don't you, think you you're of, alone. You kind of have to be excited when, to be honest, when things are exciting. I mean, where's the fun in life yeah. otherwise? We are talking about sport here. So. And, and I have to say... I take the point of those who made, a, who made an objection that I was overplaying my hand, turning the volume up to 11 in Spinal Tap style, but... Uh, I get this when I, when I commentate occasionally, mm. and the truth is I think you go with the crowd uh, to, to a large degree. You commentate with them, and, and that's, that's your barometer. Um, Incidentally, uh, but generally speaking, with Coco Golf, how big a deal did it feel for the p- paper when you were talking to it's your? It's been desk? amazing how it's taken off. I mean, it, yeah. she was being talked about on Jeremy Vine on Channel Five this morning. People were phoning in to give their views oh on. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't pretty, <laughs> and but she, it was happening. She's just just so likable, isn't she? And and I mean, she's described herself as goofy. Didn't she? Uh, and goofy and weird. I can tell I'm you, weird. no fifteen-year-old girls aren't goofy. That's the second um, sort of new star of the moment who, who's described themselves as goofy and weird in, in six months, isn't it? After after Naomi Osaka, oh, yeah. who also put people pointed out that I dropped Osaka like a stone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you're fitting in with Matt here because he does that on a slam basis. Um, the other thing I. I I gathered from going out to the, the practice courts this morning, first time I'd been there, so I didn't realise that they'd actually covered two of the practice courts over with, uh, I don't know whether it's a tarmac or something like that, but and made it into what what I can only describe as like a playground, a school playground. Um, and it's a, it's a training area, an outdoor training area for the players so that they can warm up and they can they can lounge about on some, some beanbags and sofas, but then they, they 
get they put themselves through the paces warm up and you can see players kicking a football around it genuinely does look like a school kids playground and you've got Johanna Conta out there playing with what looked like an elaborate version of Tig with her coach just sort of running about and trying to avoid getting touched on the shoulder etc you've got um, Novak Djokovic what is it about Novak Djokovic and Roger Federer that makes them put their cap on back to front during practice I mean it was like non-uniform day <laughs> I don't know uh, anyway so that's where I was this morning uh, so we've dealt with Ash Barty and her right. defeat we've dealt with uh, any any views Surprise? Um, yeah, totally surprised. Um, I mean, I know Risk is on a great run of form, but uh, the level she played at was extraordinary. I didn't meet um, Risk last year because I was talking to Paul Hutchins, the late lamented Paul Hutchins, on the competitors' lawn, and, and Risk came up to chat. And what a fantastic person she is! So articulate, likable. I was really impressed by her. She felt like. Um, somebody who had a real like social skills real person yeah like not a tennis player amazing yeah yeah. i was so impressed um so really happy to see her win although obviously barty likable likable player as well great match um so yeah um it's interesting interesting you should mention paul hutchins there because i've never met alison risk but when paul passed away earlier this year i I put a, a, a tweet out just to give my own personal memories of him and, and what a great guy he is and was. And, and uh, she replied to it, which and I don't know her at all, and she replied to it just to sort of agree with it and, and give some of her personal memories of him. I think he, he was somebody who really helped nurture her and, and encourage her and, and support her in, in her younger years. It was really, it was really quite, quite something. And, and she, she mentioned him in her press conference today and saying how she has a close affinity with Wimbledon and the club and she was always recognised by Phil and Jill and Paul as well. Um, mm. So, yeah, she, she got quite emotional about it. Oh, that's nice. And she's in the last eight club, which she was, which she was yep. really chuffed about. No, it's a, that's quite a big deal yeah, for, for players, isn't it? Yeah, they get tickets and things and privileges <laughs> and all, all sorts of... Ooh, uh, I might, I might all, get all sorts of, They get fated when they return, so yeah. uh, good honour. Uh, am I missing any other of the women's players? Yes, I am. I'm yeah, missing Carolina Pliskova is out. That is a shock. To best mate of Rebel Wilson. Who's Rebel Wilson? (laughs) Rebel Wilson is an Australian comedian. Right. Okay. Should probably say female because you you can't tell from the name. Female comedian. She's a movie star. Movie star comedian, sort of crossover. Why is everybody nodding as if to say, how do you not know? She was a little bit late on Rebel Wilson or something, David. First of all, I hear Rebel Wilson's here. Then I hear she's out on court three watching Klishkova Mukova. 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 Yeah. Um, and that was unexpected. But apparently, um, it all came about after the US Open last year when Mukova beat Muguruza. Um, and there was some tweeting. And apparently, that's how friendships start now. Pretty so cool. They're besties. Uh, what a performance from her, though. She really took it to Pliskova today and beat her, what, 13 11? Yeah, it was 13-11 because we I was desperately waiting <laughs> for the first 12-all final set tie break. How, how long it it would have been ironic if it had been in the women's, the first 12-all well, tie break. Well, apparently it? John McEnroe described um, Pliskova on the TV this morning as reminding him of John Isner. So then Pliskova went out and did her best John Isner impression and tried to get to sort of 12-all in the, in the final set. Um, but it, yeah, it didn't happen. That's but the angriest I've seen you all week. You'd invested a lot of time in that all. all the stats, <laughs> and it just didn't happen. I was annoyed about it. Did, really annoyed about it. Um, <laughs> did, how much of the match did you? I I was following on. There was so much going on at the same time, which is one of the reasons that I the manic Monday is always a bit of a letdown for me because I always remember. Oh, it's just too much. It's um, overload of tennis. Um, I was was following it but not watching it did Klishkova blow it yeah she served for the match at 11-10 in the final set and then lost three games in a row but Mukovo is a really good player she's got a lot of variety a lot of power she she leans into her forehand she takes it really early and that really caught Pliskova out. And also, Pliskova hates court two. She said earlier on in the week, I really don't like playing court two. I think she thinks it's a lot slower than the other courts. Uh, I'm not 
sure if that's the case or not, but a lot of people have been saying that court two does play differently well, to the other courts. What, what the, well, that list you gave of those players that had lost on mm. there... Yeah. Unseeded mean... players don't seem to mind playing no. on court two but, so much. You know, Sitsipas team, Kerber, Wawrinka, Wozniacki, Marion Bear, Barty, Pliskova have all gone out on court two. We've got a new graveyard. Wait, is it, is it, is it, it was number one the old graveyard? Well, no, it was the old two. court two, well, I right? Think, I, thought, I thought two was, yeah, but the old court two. The old two. court yeah. two, which used to be where court three is now. It did look like a sort of cattle barn, the old court two, didn't it? Yes. With the roof This one off. looks lovely and nice, but they all lost. So. Is much of a, a drop shot dragon? Not quite. No. She does play a lot. She does play a lot. I do like hearing the drop shot dragon <laughs> just coming out unannounced like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we don't just, you know, christen people <laughs> drop shot dragon willy nilly. No. <laughs> I mean, we did at the French we Open did, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Andrushiva yeah. <laughs> gone. Uh, so, what else am I missing from the women's single? Stritzova. Oh yeah. Stritzova doing did, the Burton's Mertens double. Yeah. She beat Mertens today. Has Score that ever happened before, Matt? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and Stritzova now plays concert. Yep. I mean, I didn't see a ball of that match. I did uh, interview Stritzova a couple of years ago in Miami, actually, in relation to Mildunium, uh, because it, it, I think it was when Sharapova was coming back, and we asked Stritzova what it had been like for her when she came back from her suspension, and uh, she she was really. Um, very likeable and an excellent interviewee, very sparky, really warmed to her because she does give off a slightly grumpy um, oh, she impression gets angry on the court, on court doesn't she? Yeah. She doesn't look like she's enjoying it. And I wasn't necessarily looking forward to meeting her based on that impression, but she was actually really charming. So yeah, I have good things to say about her as well. Mm. She used to be a figure skater. Well, she had to make a decision between figure skating and tennis, age 12. Same as you. Sort of. No, tennis wasn't on my horizon at age 12. <laughs> oh, no, look. You're in tennis now. <laughs> yeah. That's what I meant. Uh, how good was Conta? Yeah, I mean, because... What a performance. Kvitova brought it, didn't she? It brought the heat in the first set, which was almost up there on a level with how she played against Bouchard in the 2014 final here. I mean, I was counting the winners. There were 17, I think, on my scoreboard after one set. Mm. Maybe six unforced or something. I mean, it, it, obviously she was going after it and putting a couple of forehands long, but you were like, "Wow!" I mean, Conda did nothing wrong and was still blown away. Pretty, then, pretty similar to Stevens' match in that regard. Just sort of had to weather it and mm. then come through. But then she did drop um, quite quickly. So Kvitova didn't give a, a press conference afterwards, uh, citing unknown personal reasons. But she did give us a statement in which she said that I had no energy in my legs. I mean, she hadn't played since Rome because of her forearm. Um, strain until she got to Wimbledon uh, and I did look a, uh, looking back at some of the analysis you can watch the points on the screen um, she did definitely lose mobility in the second set and she said she got it back in the third but by then Conta had, had really got the bit between her teeth and was playing a high level it was a, it was a very good match and certainly made me think that you know Conta She's a contender. She's in the mix. So um, look at that. He's he's on board with the mix. Fantastic. Who who left isn't in the mix in the women's draw? Switchover isn't in the mix, is she? <laughs> okay. Who who would you put in? Serena, uh, Conta. R- well, there's there's four unseeded. Have you done the four unseeded stat? Well, we haven't touched four. on Zhang yet. Zhang, Stritzkova, Risk, and. I think we've put risk in the mix. Are you happy with that? So my editor said, what, what about all these unseeded players Much in the quarterfinals? Right? And I said, oh, don't worry. That happens all the time. You know, upsets in the women's <laughs> game. It's, it's, it's a, you never know who's going to win. Uh, and then I thought, well, i better check. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it turned out that it hasn't happened that there have been four unseeded women in the Wimbledon quarterfinals since 97. And it's never happened... Um, well, it, so that was when there were 16 seeds, and it's, it's never happened with 32 seeds, wow. which came in in, in uh, 2001. So it's actually quite a big development. I guess we have seen a lot of uh, upsets, but maybe we see sort of players ranked 25, 30 who are getting to the quarterfinals, and this we've actually got four unseeded players. Mm. Right then. Is this the day that 24 got closer, though, for Serena, with... Barty, yeah, yeah. Pliskova and Kvitova all going yeah, it's, hap- it's happening this time. Yeah, she's, there's a mix and then there's Serena. She's Although, but she's equally it kind of feels like Conta's 
close, like got a better chance of winning this than the French, maybe yeah, to me. Like, I think so. Given that she's she is more comfortable. They would on the meet grass. in the semis, mm. correct? Mm. I yep. see. I, my mind just goes back to their meeting in Australia a couple of years ago when Conta could not have been playing better. I remember going into that, she'd beaten Radvanska in the Sydney Played final. Played in the fourth round, didn't she? She thrashed Wozniacki uh, a couple of rounds earlier. I just, I don't know. I yeah, remember, but, but I that's a very doing... different Serena. Yeah, I know. I think it's a different Conta as well. I think it, it's possible that it's a better Conta now. Well, she's certainly more world... Me- I think mentally it's a better Conta now. She's, she's well, just more rounded, I think, and I think she's able to understand herself yeah. better now because she of the, da- the low she's been She knew that Kvitova was going to have a letdown today and yeah, she, she exactly, waited yeah. it out. And, and your stat, Catherine, that she knows she can win in three sets. She won yeah. 14 of the last 15 actually, matches. I, I did the genesis of the stat with Simon mm, Briggs. I'm, I'm doing a bit of a Matt Roberts today. <laughs> <laughs> you are on fire. I mean, that, I'm not going to be able to get over the K's and S's. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's my role, Simon. <laughs> he looks a bit put out. Um, I'm, I agree with that. When I think back to that Serena Conta match, Conta start, actually started all right in the first game or two. She had the first break points, but then when Serena really went at her you could see her rocked back in her, on her heels like oh my I've not experienced anything like this before um, just one final note on uh, Johanna Conta um, which was flagged by Russell Fuller on, on Five Live earlier it was, he said I can't stop thinking about the first round in Rabat when she was two match points down to Ye Fan Wang yeah. of China and of course, she went on to reach the final in Rabat. Then she reached the final in Rome, French Open semi-finals. And it, how different could it all have yeah. all have and been? The, the this Fed whole Cup was big, run, big, the Putin favour forehand up the line. I don't yeah. know if you've gone on about that. But the, the one that um, Annabelle immediately circled really yeah. at, at the time as as that could be a match-changing moment, and it was. If it's a year-changing moment, really. Um, but actually, uh, your colleague Mike Dixon mentioned. I think you were in Miami together, weren't you? How oh, low she was, she very was low. there? Yeah, because she you know. she said that she had gone out thinking that Kiang Wang might uh, just overrun her, and that it had happened, and that she she really felt quite low. But she doesn't say stuff like that, does mm, she? No. That's, no, that's not from her usually. her verbal playbook. No. So uh, but I, but I suppose. Did you mention what Navratilova made of the Kvitova Conta match? Because she said that no. the difference was that Conta could defend better. Uh. And that's another element, you know, when you talk about how she came up against Serena at the Australian Open. That slice was really effective today on defensive points. It did look quite good. It wasn't floating like it sometimes does. A couple of drop shots. She she picked up a couple of points by varying the pace. So she is a, she's got more nous than she had then. She anticipates brilliantly. If you watch her, there was, mm. there was one occasion when I noticed that she's sort of eyeballing Kvitova before Kvitova's about to hit the ball. And then she suddenly sets off before the ball's struck because she's read what and she's she has do. to. I mean, the pace yeah. on the Kvitova forehand and backhand both were just travelling like gunfire out mm. there when, they were, when she was hitting the ball. She must be the flattest hitter. Well, on, this, this, this stat WTA I can tool. do. Oh, uh, wait, because. Because uh, John Wertheim created it the other day. So she's 22 inches average clearance on the net, which puts her in equal second place. Um, behind. Can you, can you do the behind? Give us a letter. Uh, okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, so Ostapenko. Ostapenko. She's 18. Oh. It was a crazy stat because they're all these players on 22. And then Ostapenko was four inches oh. lower than them. Oh, wow. Uh, well, she's she... not into margin for error. You no, know, Ostapenko, that's what I said, is yeah. she? If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering tennis podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. So, the men's draw... Um I mean, the main run, is, there's not really much point in talking about Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal, who were just awesome, both of them. I mean, I think particularly Nadal was incredible today in the match that I saw. Uh, He's my favourite. Yeah, yeah. So I I, if I could change my, my predictions, yeah. I'm going, no, I feel really strongly that Nadal's winning this. I mean, it's terrifying. He is terrifying yeah but he might have to face Novak Djokovic in the final yeah I just I just think he's going to kill anybody that tries <laughs> to you stop him from how you felt the before the Australian Open final yeah have you remembered what happened oh, I'm very much aware that there's a good chance I'll be wrong David I'm just <laughs> explaining to you how I feel okay. right now no I know this what you is, mean. he was awesome this is there's awesome. something in his eyes that is like a vampire hungry for blood thirsty for blood <laughs> the only thing, when you go out in the evening if the roof comes over that'll help you <laughs> <laughs> I mean the big the big three today lost 19 games between them and yeah. this this just off the back of Andy Murray's quote last night saying that he doesn't think the game's moved on in two years well, and he's right I think yeah. because is he right? it, well, have the big three moved well, on. They've well, moved maybe on. they've but, I mean, moved yeah, but on. That's what, if he could that's get what good to tennis the, players do. They improve. If he's fit enough, he's probably thinking, well, I could maybe get back to the top ten. You know, I, I don't know. Mm. We'll yeah, see. I mean... Well, he's, he, I, I he's thought, thinking he can compete with the big three. I thought it was a bit depressing, the, the challenges today well, so, I was a I mean, bit depressed by Berrettini yeah but he's he was that was awful. not a not was a awful. challenge at all I mean he tried obviously he tried his heart out but he was just a, he played a terrible match yeah it's you can't simulate playing in any of them though can you because there's nothing no. out there like them and, and that's the thing particularly strong in Federer and uh and Nadal I mean Djokovic is a little bit more like I don't know you can play Medvedev and say that's a little bit of a preparation but but what How was, do you prepare for Federer? No one plays was, like him. What was Berrettini's plan today? Someone try and tell me what Honestly, the plan I think was. He'd employed Craig O'Shaughnessy, mm. um, you know, <laughs> strategist, not a good advert, advert for his skills. Yeah. So, but, so therefore the plan appalling. was first four shots. Yeah. You, you have to be Just in control of yourself in. before you can start thinking about how to defuse your opponent's game. Yeah, but if you're employing a strategist, presumably you're stepping onto court with a plan. What was the plan? Well, well, maybe we can find out. But I, I mean, it seemed to me that he just went out trying to destroy tennis balls mm. with, with his serve, and he was hitting them at 137 miles an hour. The thing is that Federer's hand-eye coordination is ex- so extraordinary, and he has this ability to just flick and block 
particularly on the backhand side, that he, he can diffuse big serves. He's been doing it yeah, his whole career. I'd know say that. He knew that. His team would have known that. But what else, is he, what else is he going to do? If he's a big hitter, what else do you do? Yeah, I mean, again, I wrote a story about analytics last week. And the big three use all these analytic companies. Well, Rafa doesn't because he uses Carlos Moyer, but... Um, Seem to work. Set up as a sort so of Novak uses Craig. Uh, Roger uses Golden Set Analytics, but they have all these skill sets, so they can do fifteen different things. And Murray was the same when he was working with analysts. But most of the, the younger guys, this is a classic thing. Most of the younger guys, they they only have one style, and that's where they come unstuck. I mean, Zverev versus Djokovic in Paris. Zverev was beating him from the back of the court, so Novak just shrugged and brought him forward on every point he could, and it was a massacre. It's it's uh, it's that flexibility, the different game plans that make them so um, superior. And I think that advantage is magnified even more on grass because these players don't have the experience of grass court tennis, and they get on the grass. And you know, the big three have been. I think there's a reason why the big four have dominated at Wimbledon even more so than all the other slams because. They used they're, they're just better at the sort of subtleties and the technicalities of it all. And brilliant match players. Yeah, and Federer, he, he did that thing, Federer, of just rushing Berrettini. And yeah, and he takes very little time through his own service games, doesn't he? Puts these serves right in the corners, one after another, and he's you know a minute's gone by, and he's it's your serve again. And, mate. and there was one point where Berrettini fell over. And Federer literally laughed at him. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> he literally just laughed in his face. Which is <laughs> probably a bit off-putting. That's the most Roger thing the <laughs> and, and Federer's kids are in the box laughing as well. Yeah. It was sort of a little, snigger, wasn't it? these little boys participate in the Mexican way? Yeah. Oh. It was adorable. Yeah. Very cool. Right, so they're all through. What else has happened? Novak Djokovic was brilliant as well. He, he lost how many games? Six? Seven? Seven games? Something, Something yeah. like that. He had won Eight two sets it. before I'd even realised he was on court. <laughs> He yeah. beat uh, Ugo Umber on a uh, corner one. He looked like he was on Take Your Son to Work Day. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not muscular, is he? He's not muscular, Simon, no. So we've got now Sam Query, who beat Tennis Sangren in four sets against Rafa Nadal. We've yeah. got Novak Djokovic against who? Goffin. Goffin, who is playing fantastic. He is playing really well. well. Yeah. He beat Velasco yeah. today, and he, he also took a set off Nadal at the French Open. He played brilliantly at the French Open until that point as well. He reached the final in Halle. I was going to say, uh, yeah, and he beat Berrettini on the way in Halle, which before today was looking like a <laughs> yeah. really good win. There'll be some spectacular like, rallies. I fancy my chances <laughs> against Berrettini yep. in Halle at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll I mean, see that match. I think, <laughs> I think Query might be the oh. toughest opponent oh. for those three in the quarterfinals. Against Nadal. No, I don't think he's winning, okay. but I think he's the I, toughest opponent. Query was live on Five Live earlier during the Federer match. Your colleague Ali Eakin interviewed him, David, and it made me laugh out loud. He didn't intend it. He, <laughs> but it, he, Ali Eakin said with a sort of twinkle in his eye, he said, um, so you play Nadal next, Sam. Have you... Have you seen him play this fortnight? Subtext, it is terrifying. And Sam went, oh, no, I've not really seen any of it, but I heard he's playing quite well. And Nally went, yeah, he's playing really well. What's your plan for that? And he went, oh, no, it's it's not about the plan. I'm just going to go out there, play my game, focus on my side of the court. You've lost, mate. (laughs) But that's what I was saying. He he doesn't doesn't have an alternative. You've got two days to think of one. To be fair. Because if the last ten years have sort of anything, Sam, your game is not good enough (laughs) to beat Nadal in this form. There's a plan. I don't know. Underarm serve? <laughs> I mean... Yeah. You, I, that was, and you can reference that in the question. He said the only person that's got barely got games off Nadal is Kyrgios. And he got, to use a Jeff Durango phrase, up in his kitchen and scrambled his eggs. Are you going to try something like that? And he went, oh, no. But, well, no, no. If, if I could, I'm just going to serve. If I, yeah, and if I could, though, would you have not said the same thing three years ago when he faced Novak Djokovic, who was holding all four Grand Slam titles yeah, was, at the same we, time? We know all the reasons that that was different. Djokovic has talked about how, why that was mentally, physically difficult for him, that slam. Kyrgios has also got, uh, you know, top four skills sure. hidden away I'm underneath saying, the. Uh, I'm not saying there's any possible scenario exterior. or game plan that Sam Query could come up with in which he would actually be successful in beating the dart. I'm just saying, if you go out there and just try and serve big and hope that's enough, I think that's his best. I can chance. tell you now, it's not enough. I think that's his only chance is just but to do what he does. Playing, playing so slow this year. 
I don't think you can go out and, and no. take out somebody with um, sort of 180 darts serving no. like the way you Round used to. Round lost today. So are you, Wasn't yeah. enough for him. Are you saying Nishikori or Goffan have a better chance of beating Federer and Djokovic? Or I is it all Goffin to zero? Goffan's got the best chance. Goffan's got the best chance. Do you think? Yeah. Against Djokovic? That match? I mean, it's, it's still, still, a, still, yeah, a, it's, still it's, a one in ten. What's the head-to-head? Do we know? Um... Goffin beat him in Monte Carlo once, but I think I think it's about five one Djokovic. No, I, I think Djokovic is a heavy favourite, but I think Goffin is playing the best of those other three, and I think he can go toe to toe with Djokovic and have some success. How was Nishikori today against Kukushkin? More like Nishikori <laughs> um, in Grand Slams, where he's going the scenic route when he should be going the efficient route, which is what he did for the first three matches here. I mean, Kukushkin played well, don't get me He's wrong. missing the scenery. But he was certainly, you know, he kept going up breaks of serve in the fifth set, in the fourth set rather, and losing them again. And, I, you know, Ty- he put a, at least an extra 45 minutes into his legs that, he, <laughs> that you kind of thought you shouldn't be you shouldn't be in this position. And I, I don't know. He's not going to beat Roger. My, my features editor was on the phone earlier grumbling that he's coming on Wednesday and he's going to get a Kei Nishikori quarterfinal because he always gets a Kei Nishikori <laughs> quarterfinal every time he goes to a slam. And he says that he thinks that Nishikori might start to recognise him in the crowd. He's been so often. <laughs> My brother makes and he, the same gags. He, he, yeah. he also said that uh, it reminds him of how Shane Warne once said that Monty Panasar hasn't played 30 tests. He played one the same test 30 times. <laughs> and that's, that's a little bit like... Uh, the good uh, news is that Nishikori's My, not worn out. My brother's proposal is that you give Nishikori a little trophy for winning the first week of a slam you've made it through you've done it in five sets every match and then you politely ask him to remove himself from the draw so that somebody else can have a go in the quarterfinals lucky loser coming in yeah (laughs) oh bless I hope he plays well I really do I do too but I don't think uh, he's going to trouble we've heard that before yeah (laughs) I don't think he'll trouble Federer so then it's Guido Pella against Roberto Bautista probably be the best match yeah. Probably be an absolutely cracking match. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if Guido Pella's got any legs left. I mean, he's beaten three the last three runners-up at this tournament now in two years. He's beaten Cilic last year. He's beaten Anderson and Raonic this year. He was serving for the match was Raonic at two sets to one up, and he didn't manage to get it over the line. And, and it's it's really impressive from Pella, isn't it? That he's you know no, nobody talks about him, but these are big big wins. I mean, there's a career wins for him. And he had a really good clay court swing. Like I think he went into the French Open with almost the most match wins on clay this year. And to transfer that to the grass, albeit the slightly slower grass this year. But yeah, he's he's great. But I think Bautista Agu will take him out. He's not lost a set, Bautista Agu. Only, only player in the men's and women's left who hasn't lost a set. Has he responded to being dissed by Nick Kyrgios then? Guido Pella wasn't that right where where was it in Madrid a few years ago he said uh, Uh, yeah I was I was quizzing him but he had just he'd beaten Guido Pella to set up a match with Stan Wawrinka and it was the first time playing Wawrinka since the awfulness gate in Montreal a few months earlier and uh, you know I said oh I imagine you'll be pretty pumped for that one he said yeah I find it easier to get pumped for stuff like that than I do first rounds against Guido Pella (laughs) and he said it in the most dismissive way I've ever heard a name uttered and yet Nick you've got as far as this man at a grand slam now haven't you so Guido Pella take a bow Um, and he's into the quarterfinals which will be played in a couple of days time the women's quarterfinals tomorrow starts with Alison Risk against Serena Williams at 1 o'clock on Central Serena Williams has been fined $10,000 did you pick that one up? no for for damaging one of the match courts on the eve of the tournament by banging her racket down okay and then Barbara Ooh, only broke in the last hour or so against that's interesting breaking <laughs> letters Serena Williams fired $10,000 not sure she'll notice breaking the court uh, Conta versus Stritzova will follow that then it's Serena Williams and Andy Murray in the uh, mixed doubles against Martin and Atawo who Catherine knows all about they've just turned on the lights here because that's it's getting darker Lata- two podcasts in a row um, Rachel Atawo formerly Cops Jones has come up yeah uh, then on court number one starting off is Simona Halep against Shang Shui then it is Alina Svitolina who I don't feel like I've talked about at all this tournament yet she's into the quarterfinals for <laughs> only the second time in her whole career uh, or third uh, and she's up against uh, <laughs> sim- similar that was uh, a soft part of the draw wasn't it Carolina yeah. Mukova um, is her well, un- she beat Martic today though and yeah I although Martic was, was struggling oh, physically she right. had a lot of back um, 
sort of she had a medical timeout on her back, and yeah, she wasn't. Ah. She was walking wounded. Oh, oh! To finish is going to be a Raman Salisbury are uh, to finish at five all in the fifth against Continent and Piers. This is what I love about Wimbledon is when you walk about. I mean, there's a, uh, so many results we don't really get chance to to talk about to bring to you, and yet if you walk around these stands, these courts, they are packed with people just enjoying their own mini soap opera of a match, aren't they? Uh, that one we just uh, heard departing court 18 was Jamie Murray and Bethany Matic Sands one set all 4-3 down to Pavic and Dubrovsky uh, in the third set uh, I love it I what I want to know is is team Sarandi in the mixed mix Sarandi oh yeah they're leading the mix the mixed mix yeah they yeah, are, they are sure. I mean they are the mix aren't they I mean who's going to beat them <laughs> well, I think they might beat themselves in an echo of John McEnroe's stiffy graph in 1999. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I reckon uh, Andy Murray's got something signed in blood. Can you not imagine do that. if she's in the semi-final? I think Andy might come over all gentlemanly and, said, and say, Serena, you need to pull out. This is your 24th major. No. No? No. Simon, we don't know whether we'll have you on for the for the rest of the week because we know how busy you are. Is Serena going to do it? Is she going to? Is this the slam or is this Joe Conter's time? What do you think in the women's singles? I'm not from sure. Where we are I'm now? not sure Serena's doing it. I'm no? not sure she's moving well enough. I mean, maybe she'll get to moving well enough in the last three rounds, mm. but I don't think she's moving well enough yet. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. I think okay. she, she could lose to Risk, based on what I saw from Risk today. So who are you picking for the women's title from here, right now? Punter. No. <laughs> wow. The, only wishful thinking. It's all right, Simon doesn't have to come back on and, <laughs> and back up that prediction. Yeah, so it's only wishful thinking, because that would be good for me. Charlie's <laughs> already jinxed Federer and Adol's We have 20,000 witnesses, that's <laughs> fine. Oh yeah, we are closer to Federer and Nadal at Wimbledon than we have been in since they met in the 08 final. They've never been within one round of each other. Are we going to get it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, who's going to put them out? We We've just it? spent 20 minutes dismissing <laughs> the chances of both Nishigori and Sam Querrey. So, okay. yeah. Right, it's a massive match in the context of uh, 20 versus 18. Yeah. Mm. Crikey. So Oh, big. man. <laughs> I am pumped. <laughs> right, well, it's deserted here on the hill at the moment. It's getting dark. So, Simon Briggs, lovely to have you back with us on the tennis podcast. I just want to say that that is the best built-on I've ever tasted. Is it? Oh, oh. Wait till you try the brownies. Thanks for leaving me, Sam. Uh, I'll have my wine over here. Uh, Matt Roberts, uh, Catherine, uh, thank you for joining us. It's been lovely. Thank I've you. enjoyed it immensely. And we'll be back with another tennis podcast uh, tomorrow, brought to you in association with The Telegraph, executive produced by tennisballs.com with our mascot, Rio, with a Y. And with the light fading and Manic Monday done for another year, we'll be back tomorrow. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 